0: Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit Child and Network.org today.
1: Hello and welcome to the CineStream Club, the weekly pod where we pick a film that society adores and run through the CineStream test, where we answer the big questions like, what should have been left on the cutting room floor? Or who could Tom Hanks play in this movie? Don't forget to subscribe and review and like and share and all that kind of stuff that people usually ask for. But please do it if you like the podcast because it really does help. Here we go. This week on the CineStream Club. Oh my God, the whole time? The whole time? you're the whole, the whole time? The whole time? It's Mrs.
0: Doubtfire. Your <gasps> birthday. Oh, Daniel. Daniel. Oh my God. Oh, oh my god Oh my god The whole time The whole time you would. The whole time
2: Oh I'm, I'm sorry uh, Miranda Please Don't
0: talk to me Don't touch me Don't touch me I have to go We have to leave now I have to leave We have to leave now I have to go We're going
1: Ed Andrea Welcome back Hey <laughs> Here we go again Hey Trev Sinistream Club <laughs> Part two, part two, part two, part two. The revenge.
3: What's on the menu tonight?
1: The menu on the menu tonight, Andrea, is well. I was cooking something, but my breast, my prosthetic breast, went on fire, and I had to <laughs> order a movie from a very expensive restaurant for hundred <laughs> and thirty-five uh, dollars. And and it was a very disgusting, high-priced meal. But I think I got away with it. It's Mrs. Doubtfire
3: <laughs> Where did she put all the rubbish?
1: All the rubbish.
3: Like where, where, where'd she put it? Down the toilet. I, yeah. When bag? you think it,
1: that's a fair shout. Like whenever me, whenever we get a, an Indian or, or a Chinese or something delivered, it's a big operation to put away all the, the boxes. You know, that's you know, <laughs> yeah. especially now with COVID, you, you have to wipe everything down. But yeah, like you're you're filling half a bin, with, like for you know, with a meal for two people. So <laughs> she she fed a family of four with restaurant food. Um, that's a good shout, Ray. Yeah. This is high quality yeah. content that I'm delivering here on this on this podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Okay. Mrs. Doubtfire, right? The, the first question we always ask is, what does it mean to you? What memory does it evoke? I, I'll start. The first time I watched Mrs. Doubtfire, it was probably the first time I enjoyed a movie equally with my parents. You know, I was eight. They were whatever age they were. And we're actually in my auntie's house. <laughs> And we're talking, and my auntie's house, <laughs> my auntie was talking about uh, this movie that she saw, Robin Williams, and she said, oh, you have to see it, you have to see it, and it's, you know, in Ireland, like, you know, the battle to try and leave somebody's house when you go and visit relatives, and you're, you're edging your way to the door, and they're always calling you back for another cup of tea, it was one of those exchanges, and halfway yeah. through that exchange, my auntie said, have you not seen Mrs. Doubtfire Come back in. Come back in, and we watch Mrs. Doubtfire. So we were we were <laughs> on our way, like to leave the house. We went back in to watch a two-hour movie, uh, and we all watched it. And it was like the best. Like it was it was brilliant. I'm eight years of age. I'm laughing at all the jokes. My parents are laughing at all the jokes. My sister's enjoying it. My auntie's enjoying it. And it was the first time I had that experience. It really is a family comedy. And th- the only other thing that it kind of triggers with me as a kid is. It's that kind of hot streak that that what Robin Williams was on. You know, he had Fern Gully. Mm. He do he he just done Aladdin, and then Mrs. Doubtfire comes <laughs> out, and you, like you're eight years of age, you're like, "Who is this guy? Who is this god that's yeah. <laughs> coming out, coming over the Hollywood Hills?" Like you know. Uh So yeah, that's that, that's what it does for me. Andrea, what about you? What was your um first time watching the movie like, or do you remember it at all?
3: I don't remember specifically the first time, but watching it as a kid it just it, it just evoked a lot of um, fear <laughs> um, into... So whenever I heard my parents argue, I would cry. <laughs> and then I would run into them screaming, s- shouting that they're going to get a divorce <laughs> and that they're going to have to go to court and I'm going to have to choose who I want to live with when we're in court. And um, and they fought a lot. And my mom said to me one day, Andrea, don't worry, we can't afford a divorce. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Not I've even seen like how much it costs year. in the
1: movies. <laughs> yeah, those lawyers
2: cost a lot. We can't work it out but between it, ourselves. It,
3: but you know, there was a there was a lot of films. Um, I think I I spoke to Kevin about this, Kevin McGarren, about this years ago. There was a lot of films and a lot of American films that dealt with divorce and stuff mm. I think the parent trap mm. and just a lot Kramer of Kramer versus young, Kramer young teenagers yeah. dealing with divorce and divorce wasn't as a lot of people wanted to get a divorce in Ireland but it wasn't an easy thing to do <laughs> yeah. yeah you
1: had to go down the a back alley
2: <laughs> back alley divorce lawyers <laughs> I, watched,
3: <laughs> I watched it twice now this week uh, twice preparing for the podcast and I, I laughed i laughed my whole lot yeah. both times like mm. really 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 laugh at that stuff you know
1: yeah they, they did a great thing with a, a very yeah it's a very tough topic for a kid to watch like for a kid to watch a movie about a divorce it's such a complex thing yeah and they executed it yeah. really well it was meant to be a much darker movie apparently they wanted to go very yeah. very heavy very dark with the content And just the fact that Robin Williams is involved just elevated it into this kind of slapstick, not slapstick, but into a, into a sillier mode.
2: but it still manages to kind of hit, hit those, those kind of serious notes in it. And yeah, and they're real as well. Like, you know, and they, they make sense within the context of this kind of crazy comedy. Um, but that's, I mean, uh, the, yeah, that's like Robin Williams's talent. Well, once again, I feel extremely yeah. old because I saw this movie in the cinema. <laughs> um, so I would have been about <laughs> fifteen um, or sixteen or so, and I distinctly remember being in the cinema, and uh, yeah, there were uh, a lot of laugh- a lot of laughter, a lot of. Um, Putin and hollering especially the the kitchen scene with the cake falling off his face and all the hello dear and all that kind of stuff (laughs) and in fact there's like so many little tiny little jokes that he makes that a lot of it kind of goes over your head and it was a a, you know what watching it and really kind of concentrating on it i was picking up on all these little subtle kind of you know norman bates and uh some possible cancelled comedy stuff where he's holding up the towel and he's like, you know, no, I'm not a Muslim. And I was like, Oh, okay. I probably wouldn't have that joke (laughs) nowadays, but you know, that's just Robin Williams going uh, a mile a minute and improvising and whatnot. I remember the beginning of it being really unexpected or something like it starts with this cartoon bird in a cage and a cat that's going to eat him. And, you know, Ron Williams' character is doing the voices and stuff. And yeah. I thought that was kind of strangely unique or something. It always kind of stuck in my head. Especially when you're used to seeing cartoons like that just on TV. And then you see it, yeah. like, projected on the big screen. It's kind of... And it it's it sort of opens the movie in this kind of like, Oh, what, uh, what's going on here? But it, it establishes... Yeah. How morally sound a character uh, Robin Williams's character is, because the cartoon bird is smoking, and he wa- he refuses yeah. to do the voiceover, and he says, "I'm not going to do that, but I will dress up as an old Scottish woman and pretend to be an old Scottish woman so I can look after my kids because my wife is divorcing me." So he's got his moral. <laughs> um, he's
1: got a compass of some sort. Yeah, exactly. That's it. They they actually got a Looney Tune writer to like to yeah. make that animation and it's in the D- it's in the DVD extras I was watching it on it. there's a YouTube uh, video of it but the song like he's singing an op- like he's singing like an Italian opera <laughs> like it's such <laughs> a like, yeah but you're thinking of uh, like Robin Williams like how good of an actor he is like like he's singing like opera in Italian at the opening uh, at the start of a 90s goofball comedy yeah. it's 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 amazing <laughs> but the, the fact I have is the song is from an operatic comedy called The Barber of Seville and the actual opera it's about a guy who's in love with a woman. She doesn't like rich people and he has to dress up as a pauper for the whole opera. So he's basically uh-huh. dressing up in disguise to achieve what he wants. So it's a little bit of an Easter egg in that oh. song that uh, Chris Columbus slid into the script there. So there was a choice so there, behind that. There's, there's a reason behind that choice of music.
2: Yeah. So there's some, there's some opera nerd, some Frasier type person who's also a big yeah, yeah. fan of knockabout, early 90s Robin Williams comedies, who's watching <laughs> going, hmm,
1: yeah. I see. This movie is far more yeah,
2: intelligent yeah. than I'm giving it uh, credit for. I'll stay and watch <laughs> the whole
1: thing. So genre, subgenre, what is what does this movie slot into? And is there a better version of the movie out there?
2: It's, I guess it's that age-old uh, cross-dressing family divorce comedy that they don't really make anymore. yeah it's 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 man man dressed as woman for whatever reason for dubious reasons for you know and and there's there's a list of these movies that are not great most of the time they're not very good but they're popular this should be a bad film yeah and i think without i mean for for better or worse and probably for worse Without this movie, Mrs. Doubtfire, you don't have the likes of Norbit, uh, or you don't have the Nutty Professor, or the Nutty Professor Two, the yeah. Clumps.
1: Bre- Brendan O'Connor, <laughs> uh, Brendan O'Carroll, <laughs>
2: Brendan O'Carroll, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. This is like, yeah, without the, without Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire, you don't get Mrs. Brown's Boys De movie. So you know you got if you want the rainbow you got to put up with the rain
1: what about you Andrea do you agree and if so what movie is better than this in the, in the, in that genre
3: yeah i think I, I agree it's it's a it's a comedy with a lot of heart i wouldn't call it a a comedy drama but i'd call it a comedy with a lot of heart um hmm. it pulls on all those little heartstrings of my cold <laughs> dead heart um i don't think I it, it like there's a lot of similarities with um is it Tootsie
1: Tootsie yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Dustin Hoffman no. yeah
3: Tootsie yeah
1: very similar Dustin they're both Hoffman, actors um
3: from what I can remember from that yeah. he he doesn't have a family no he just wants a Tootsie, job he? No, no,
2: he he, Bill Murray is his roommate that's yeah. about it but yeah he's just an actor who yeah. wants a job but to- Tootsie is a bit more serious it's a bit yeah, more of a comedy drama. Better. Whereas yeah. this is more yeah. of a it's more of a it's a comedy first.
3: The the origin it, it, I know that Miss Delfare was, was rewritten a few times and then when I think when Chris Columbus got involved he I think he rehired an old writer that had been kinda of let go because basically they had they had written a kind of happy ending and the the parents mm. got back together in the end and Chris Columbus said like we don't want to make a fairy tale like this is just unrealistic it's kind of it's it's not yeah it's not, it, I I suppose it's, not a, it's yeah. not a good thing to put out there because when par when kids parents get divorced they don't really get back yeah. together so they, I suppose a ba- bit bad to be putting that uh, yeah yeah that message out there, unless, you know? unless
2: your parents are Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But that's it. Like the final act of a comedy is about delivering some big punchlines and then tying up loose ends from a plot perspective. So, mm. what are you ever going to do in those last couple of minutes? You either have to do something like a like a like a sing out, <laughs> like in Bridesmaids or a forty year old <laughs> version, where they just have a song at the end. Because you know what else yeah, you do yeah. is the last two, you know, or. Put a nice, put a nice message there. You know, end the story, close out all the arcs and everything. And I think they did a good job with that. You know, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's a bad message to put out there. It's like, hey, kids, have your parents divorced? Well, they'll probably get back together. Don't worry about it.
3: <laughs> Just keep. Praying. I promise. I like, I like the kind of Mr. the Mr. Rogers kind of show mm. that Mrs. Doubtfire has. Yeah, yeah. In the end, and I think, you know, his kids have been taken away from him in the film. And then by the end of the film, she, as Mrs. Doubtfire, is almost like the grandmother to a lot of children, mm. you know, and this, an agony <coughs> aunt, you know, mm. a parent, a grandmother, like, she kind of adopts a lot of kids by being this lovely, warm character, you know?
1: Yeah. She becomes a symbol. The old,
3: on the old telly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Gee. Oh, it's such a powerful movie, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, I I had Tootsie and some like it hot. I don't even remember. I, I saw some like it hot as a kid. Yeah, and I just know it's regarded as a classic. But but at the end of the day, like, and exactly to your point, Ed on Tootsie, it's more of a dramedy. Than yeah, a comedy. absolutely. It's on the mash side of comedy, you know, and where Mrs. Doubtfire is just yeah, it's just it's it's hilarious. It's and it's one of those films I remember like looking at when you look at reviews for it it's it got fairly slated when it came out mm. obviously it was a, it was a box office success but i like i would imagine a lot of those reviews have been redone in the last couple of years yeah, I, th- yeah. I think it stands out there as a, as a classic you know it's one of the funniest films out of the 90s like how would you describe this movie in one sentence i i just have it's a really sad comedy but i mean that in the nicest way <laughs> <laughs> It's a you know a heart happy cells. divorce comedy. Happy divorce comedy, yeah, yeah.
3: Dre, I don't know. Mine would just be like a very one big long sentence explaining the plot.
1: <laughs> sad. Oh, did you ad, did you write, you write down actor. the plot?
2: Did you write down what you remembered?
3: I actually remembered it pretty well, so there was no. Um,
2: oh yeah.
3: It, yeah, like this. This was. I think this is what I wrote. Memory for memory alone review. <laughs> Robin Williams plays an out-of-work actor. His wife divorces him and kicks him out. To get more time with his children, he dresses up as an old Scottish lady and fools his ex-wife into hiring him as a nanny for their children. He's seen the kids and taking his, money with his yeah. wife's money. Win-win. <laughs> the kid finds out when they see him do wee-wee standing up. But <laughs> keep it a secret. He gets found out and Pierce Brosnan plays a bit of a creepy new lover for his wife that was actually wrong because he's not he's actually he's not a lovely creepy, fella but in my memory he's not he's not creepy, he's not creepy. Yeah. at all yeah Miranda, i that was just
1: i'm not creepy at all yeah, i'm a wonderful i just painted
3: him as a bit of I'm an enemy. From
1: London. i am
3: i love those I lo- hey
1: especially that maddie girl she's amazing you know she was in she was in miracle on 34th <laughs> street and and uh matilda i'm gonna make a fortune from her <laughs> not <yet. laughs> uh i don't know time is relative isn't it That. Especially when you're James Bond.
2: Yes, what can I say? Yes, he's a loser and I'm going to be James Bond someday. Someday very, very soon. Within 12 months of this movie being released. <laughs> yeah.
3: Was he not already James Bond he
1: at that point? He wasn't yet. No, no. no. This was he he'd he missed out on it in yeah. the 80s. Uh, he, was, uh, he was in Remington Steel and he got the Bond gig, but he couldn't get out of his contract with Remington Steel. And Chris Columbus was yeah. a big fan. It was a Tom Selleck uh, situation. Tom Selleck situation exactly and then after Mrs. Doubtfire Chris Columbus got a call from MGM saying hey we're thinking of this guy Piss Brosnan for the big the big double O what do you you worked with this guy what do you think and Chris gave him a glowing endorsement which apparently really really helped because there was a a few people were dubious around his age because since he'd initially got the role in the 80s and now it's the 90s he'd, he'd obviously aged 10 years but the uh, but the endorsement from Chris Columbus helped them out apparently. So that was apparently that's Chris Columbus' like, claim to fame in the Bond kind of legacy because he's a big Bond fan. So apparently he's always bringing that one up at dinner parties.
2: I directed Home Alone. I found I found America, and I recommended James Bond. <laughs> My three claims yeah, to fame. Yeah. And they also he he, he his character of Stew, more a thick soup than a name dear. He <laughs> was written as like an asshole. Like he was a real dickhead of a character. But then when they cast Pierce Brosnan, like Pierce Brosnan was just too nice and charming. And they were like, and also it would have overcomplicated things to have him be like a horrible man that not only did he have to, you know, convince his ex-wife to see him, but he had to sort of stop this guy from, seeing his his ex-wife and kids because he was like an asshole and that would have been a bit too much and also i mean if if pierce Brosnan, because i mean like he's an actor he could have played him as an asshole like like when bradley cooper was in um wedding crashers and he's playing that asshole fiance of rachel mcadams and then he played that part so well though for years afterwards whenever i saw him in a movie I just go oh yeah. he's an asshole cuz <laughs> yeah. he played an asshole in <laughs> the one movie guy.
1: yeah
3: Ed that's kind of like my mother's logic in with actors like she um <laughs> she hates Kevin Bacon because uh when she sees him she'll be, she'll just go oh he's a pedophile oh
1: cuz of the the because he's into, of, into the because woods the yeah <laughs>
3: no is it sleepers
1: Oh, yeah, I think he's been yeah, yeah. a pedophile in a, few, in a few, and the and the woodsman or something. That's another one.
3: He's played he's played a few pedophiles, and yeah. he to my actively mom, like, seeks out those roles. Ju- yeah, yeah, my yeah. I was like, "You don't just ask for those roles." <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lonely, lonely actor seeking pedophile roles and long walks. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Finally, I can start my research. <laughs> I've been cast. It's time to do my research. <laughs> And then throw my laptop into a lake. Oh, God.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> another, another roll, another laptop in a lake. Do you, do
3: you know? Do you know what I'm doing Sick. here? Yeah. I, I just, I just, kn- I'm knitting
2: a scarf. <laughs> knitting. that's oh, nice. Life. Knitting and podcasting at the same time.
3: I'm knitting a scarf, and do you know, why I'm knitting now. It's because um, apparently Sally Field used to. Um, she used to knit between takes. Really? Yeah, they'd be, they'd be, they'd go and they'd, you know, change around cameras and they'd be setting up and they'd be like, "Where's Sally? Where's Sally?" And she'd be in the corner knitting.
1: Yeah, Sally. She just Sally's just a gift that keeps on giving. Um, so, okay, drinking <laughs> games. I there's a few. Um, I I'm thinking like you could take a drink anytime. Well, anytime Mrs. Delfour says "dear," she says "dear" <laughs> a lot yeah. in the movie hello
3: dear yeah oh dear 101
1: 101 times throughout 101 oh okay well you're going to get that answer right in the quiz when i repeat it in 20 minutes (laughs) every time will every time williams does an impression yeah that's a good drinking game like i i was trying to i was trying to research that and i wasn't going to like time stamp the movie but he it has to be in like he has to be in the 40s or 50s for the amount of impressions he does in the movie (laughs) like every every scene there's like four impressions that he does what, what else yeah. do they have oh anytime there's a montage there's a lot of montages there in is. this movie yeah yeah you know you montages got, are brilliant though it's one of the best 90s montage movies like you've got the dressing up as a woman scene yeah. you know got it dude looks like a lady and that song has the best like up yours you know when when Miranda and Stu are kissing outside and Mrs. Doubtfire waves at him out the window and he waves back and then she gives him the big up yours it's <laughs> at that, that part of the song yeah. that goes yo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the um, the editor probably did that and was like, and then, I love my job <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, and then uh, <laughs> Let's be a lady tonight Oh, lucky lady, and, yeah And then the whole dressing up as a woman montage when he's with the two, when he's with oh, yeah. Aunt Jack and Aunt, what's their names? Uh, Uncle Jack and Aunt Frank <laughs> And yeah, he's doing yeah. the barber Streisand And he had to learn the Barbara, the Barbara Streisand song Rain of My Parade, he didn't know the words so he had to learn oh, ma- the that, that made that me take.
2: laugh so so much
3: the other one was the walk like a man when he's playing oh, yeah. football with his oh, son yeah. dressed as Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> and he's yeah, just going hell yeah. leather at the ball. And he, like, how actually, how tall was he? Cause he well, just, Robin
1: Williams wasn't a big man. Looks like so so that's the thing that always kind mm. of confused me. Because yeah. he, like, Mrs. Doubtfire is an imposing figure. Yeah. So, you know, like she looks yeah. like she's like six foot at least. But Robin Williams is only like five foot seven yeah. or something, five foot eight.
2: Because Pierce Brosnan has that, has, that, has that line where he's like, uh, you look, you look like a stocky woman who could play rugby or something. He's got this yeah. kind of, he he notes how <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of unwomanly he is, and I, I mean he should have figured it out. But um, I think you could do you could do a drink you could drink every time that he
1: yeah, he's five foot seven Robin five movie. foot seven. Sorry, go on.
2: <laughs> you, you could you could drink every time he's dressed as Mister Dowfer but he do, but he breaks character. And is a is a man or something like that. But he's mm. on the bus and he you see his hairy leg and, and <laughs> the horny lonely yeah. bus driver man who I was watching it with Cara, and she was like the the first time he gets on the bus and he was like, Evening, ma'am. And she was like, Oh, he's and he's like, ma'am. Oh, he's just he's just a nice, <laughs> a nice bus man who's just lonely. Yeah. And then she get a nice, a nice and then, yeah, then <laughs> she, she gets on and and the, the the um the tights fall down and he sees her hairy leg and she's like oh sorry he's like no, nothing wrong with that ma'am natural the way God made you and Carl yeah. was like oh he's a pervert <laughs> it's like I don't like this guy anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah or when, when he tr- when he tries to get um someone tries to mug him and he's like back off back off or when.
1: Or when when he, like... Broke
2: my bag, the bastard. Well, he totally breaks (laughs) character at at the, um, when they go to the swimming pool kind of clubhouse. And he's, like, drinking at the bar and he's, like, trying to pick up the...
3: Oh, and he's flirting with the woman, yeah. That was was creepy. (laughs)
1: That was weird. But
2: you could... There's a few times (laughs) where he does that where you could drink.
1: Yeah, it's like he... And I think... And that's obviously, like, the whole thing of that was he was... He was drunk and he was forgetting yeah. Yeah. that he was dressed up as a woman. Right, that was the whole joke. Um, yeah. yeah, I do have. I do have a, a character in that scene is coming up later in the movie quiz. So oh. stay tuned for that one. Okay. Yeah. For for your for your consideration, best scene, best best theme. I I already talked about the, the the intro. The intro was amazing. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. It just it just it just brings you right in there's so much i'll just 'll talk about one or two real quickly, and then I'll let you guys see what you guys have the music, so Howard Shore did the music wow. and it's not it 's not the most amazing soundtrack, but it reminds me or it reminded me of how 90, 90s comedies really thought about their original soundtracks, not like movies today, like whether it 's fatter the Bride, even Forrest Gump with the Sevestri uh, we talked about Silvestri in the Back to the Future podcast, The Key that Forest Gump, these mm. beautifully composed pieces of music for that—that's kind of like sitting on top of these really silly comedies, yeah. but it gives the whole movie more weight and more validity, you know. So, music, original music in, in in comedies, is is definitely a highlight here. The other thing I have is for for your consideration. It's the best double one take throw in a movie, right? <laughs> so what, I, what I mean by that is there's two throws in the movie that are all done from like release to hitting its target all in one shot. The remote control scene when he whips the wh- rips the remote off Libby and it is, throws it into the fish oh, tank. Yeah. That's all yeah. one shot. Like oh, he, yeah. Now, I don't know how many shots it took to do that. And then.
3: Oh, I think I, I think I read it. It took like three really? takes. But he was, he was doing, the thing is, he was doing something different
1: mm-hmm. in
3: each take. And then I think he started throwing it closer to the fish tank. And he was like, I'm going to get it in. <laughs> Keep rolling. Yeah. yeah. And then he got it in finally on like a yeah, fifth that's, yeah. <laughs> it's that's kind of surprising and because the, th- the
2: line he says is CNN. It's... And I was like, eh, it could have come up with something better than that if he's taken him 50 times to throw it in. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, deep CNN. And then the other show, obviously, is the Pierce Brosnan lime against the head yeah. show. Yeah, you know, it was a fly, it was a drive by fruiting. A run by um, fruiting sir. And uh, I, I re-rounded it just, just to double check. But like, yeah, it's all one shot. Like you can see him in the background throwing it and it hitting in the head. Like it, it's a brilliant throw, which mm. made me think like, mm. does Robin Williams have any background in baseball or something? Because it's a... Uh...
2: Or professional fruit throwing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I found myself laughing at bits I hadn't really laughed at before that that much. You know the bit when he goes to like the court liaison officer and she says, "Here." well, for, <laughs> yeah. first of all, it's weird yeah. when she goes, it, it says here, uh, d- uh, you do voices. What does that mean? Like, who writes that down in a CV? If you're like a voiceover artist or an actor, yeah. you don't say, I do voices. Yeah. Like Mark Hamill doesn't say, I do voices. Or Tom Kenny
1: doesn't go, oh, I do voices. But then he does all yeah. these voices. No, he says, no, Mark Hamill says, I do space films. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I do space films. <laughs> what do
2: you mean space films?
1: And he goes, <laughs> I have your father. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I just want to go to Tertiary Station because of <laughs> Um But he does all those voices. And then she says to him, do you think you're amusing? and his response where he's just looking at her with this kind of wry sort of smile and he's like i used to i thought i was mm-hmm. but now clearly you've yeah. shown me that i'm not like he plays that so perfectly cuz yeah. he's not being like smart yeah. or smarmy yeah. and he goes, he's being he's you. kind of embarrassed uh but and there's a little bit of a kind of a fuck you to it but he's also yeah. being very funny and real yeah. and i just thought that was like Mwah, chef's kiss. I thought that
1: was great. The actress that plays Mrs. Uh, is it Sheldon or Sheldon The 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 the, the court liaison. The oh yeah, writer. yeah. She's brilliant. She's she's in Lawyer Liar as well. I remember from Lawyer Lawyer. Is she still alive? Is she still alive? No, she she's dead. She is dead. No, she she's died just in, died in tonight. Two, I think. Yeah, she died five minutes <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah. It's a shame.
3: It was just in. <laughs> um, my for your consideration scene uh, would have to be. The first time he's doing the quick change between himself and Mrs. Delfire, it's when the the social worker uh, drops by on the Friday evening, Mm. and he's making he's she asks for a cup of English tea, (laughs) and it's going back and forth and um, face planting into the into the into the cake. That apparently that was all like they were meant to use guacamole. Like yeah, it was like meant to be like a. A tub yeah. of salsa or guacamole or something, but it looked too scary, so he put it, put his face into the. Question icing.
1: four and on the IMDb it, quiz. I'm going to have to go do deeper <laughs> research on my quiz. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Yeah. But all, the icing came off his face, and you know that that you know that little improvisation there was great. And then she kept it going by, when he left, she took a bit and like rubbed it on her yeah, face. Yeah, rub, rubbed it on her skin yeah. and then licked and it to see what
1: it tasted like. But it wasn't it wasn't in the script because. Um, the it was all the it was the it was the lights from the camera and uh it was making the, the fa- it was making her it was making the face melt and um, so then he started and then the, it was plopping into the tea and they're like, Oh, let's get that, let's get a shot of that. And then it became a whole thing before we go on to cutting room floor. And I know we already talked about him, but I just want to say, Pierce Brosnan, everybody mm. like, what a handsome man, mm. what a beautiful specimen. Like, I, I could not believe that my, my dad, when I was watching it, he goes, You know, he's from Navin, and as a kid, I <laughs> Niamh. yeah, then. I just couldn't join the dots. I've be, I've been to the Navin Shopping Centre. There's no way this man is the product of. Uh, I'm not. Like that's you, not being bad on you. Went looking for him in the Navin Shopping Centre. Just... <laughs> Where's Pierce? Well, every time I went to Navin, I just imagined. Yeah, I just thought Pierce would be not around. You know. Yeah. Oh, like.
2: Well, that's called liposuction, Trev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. He's a perfect wall for Williams to bounce off. Yeah, you know, he's he's a, he's just a, a nice. The, like reliable solid actor the only thing that was a little bit creepy was like they hadn't they, they didn't even go for a drink yet and he was in their house with his ki- her kids on his lap yeah. <laughs> you know that scene when when mrs doubtfire walks in uh, and they're all having this lovely fa- and, she, and then this, mrs doubtfire says isn't this the pretty picture um that was a bit creepy but then the other thing actually now that i think about it was where was mrs doubtfire like is she not meant to be working like she's coming (laughs) in to like she's coming into the house kind of saying oh what's what's going on in here and yeah Yeah. you're meant to be mind these kids who's this big strapping man (laughs) Like, one of them is six sally field should be going like where the fuck have you been (laughs) oh youth (laughs) of yeah i'm paying you three hundred dollars a week okay cutting the floor um what didn't work I, I, I'll I just start with one comment straight away within a couple of minutes in the movie it, it just it just stuck out like a sore tongue when Daniel picks up the kids from school this is before he throws the birthday party for his kid and he goes I got a surprise birthday for you dude well bef- before that he goes I got a surprise for you and his son says strippers? <laughs> yeah. and Nobody... then you know Robin Williams says no n- no no not strippers and then the kid says two strippers? <laughs> <laughs> That's like- yeah what kind of path of destruction is this kid going to like go on to I know'cause <laughs> like
3: is that not the horniest time of your life
1: <laughs> oh well is this uh, well, well
3: yeah but hey, I don't know. I, like the for a boy, time
1: it, it it is but not to the point <laughs> <laughs> not to the point where you're going to request strippers from your parents, you know, as a birthday treat, <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah. Cause he's not saying it with some sort of, you know, strippers, like kind of questioning or he's like strippers. He's like oh, no. eager. No, he's no. like drooling. Yeah. Like Qu- quasar.
1: Yeah. Bowling strippers. Um, yeah. And then other bits. Do I strippers? have to do, some more... <laughs> do strippers. The other thing I have is like, just some of the jokes that wouldn't really work today. Like, um, when he's when he's calling Miranda and he's doing all the different the different job applicants he's taking <laughs> up to what people say. And he's like I I don't work with the boys because I used to be one. I don't it's work like, with the males because just, I used on. to
3: be one.
2: And when I saw it in the cinema though, that that got a big laugh. Yeah, yeah, of course it
1: did. 1993 in in Ireland. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, there's a few. There's a
2: there's a lot of jokes in it that actually wouldn't. I mean, there's the whole thing where he puts the tea towel up and he's like, I'm not a Muslim. Like when the kids find out that he is the yeah. dad and he's like, he's got, she's got balls. And the, the other sister's like, really? Like, yeah, he's yeah. got them. And then the son says, you don't, you, know, you don't like wearing those things, do you? As if that would be the worst thing in the world for a man to want to dress <laughs> yeah. up as a woman. Like that would be, he yeah. would be a deviant of the highest order. <laughs> it's very, very, Yeah. it's not a very trans friendly movie, <laughs> you know? I mean, obviously it's no, playing, it's no. playing it for laughs, but obviously beyond that, it's like, you know, and yeah. yeah, but that whole, I don't work with the males because I used to be one, because it makes no sense. Yeah. Are, you're barred from working with males because you used to be a male, because you transitioned from a yeah. woman to a man. Now you can't work with children. but You can, but only girls, not boys. It, it, you know, it, it doesn't make any... As a, as a kind of a one-line joke in a montage where he's like, you know, ringing up a bunch of... or pretending to be a bunch of potential childminders, it works. But when you think about it, if you think about it for a second, you're like, no, that doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous.
1: When you're talking about the kids, uh, the reaction when they found out that, he, that, that Mrs. Doubtfire was a man, the first thing, like... The daughter says, "Is call the cops." Like, what? Turns out, Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, I think. I think she's actually a, a, tra- a transgender. Oh, okay. Um, let's just call the police and get her arrested. It, it's a terrible reaction.
2: And they live in San Francisco, which is one of the most progressive, uh, you know, cities. Yeah. like g- Gay and lesbian uh, people flocked to San Francisco because it was so accepting of. You know, Harvey Milk was, yeah. I mean, I know he was killed, but Harvey Milk was, you know, the first gay yeah. man elected to office or whatever. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that. I'm, Congress, not, I'm like, But, yes. you know, but that happened in San Francisco. Yeah, it seems a bit, it's a bit odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I think, yeah, I think he was the first openly gay. Yeah, there gay. you go, yeah. There's a lot of gays in there. <laughs> well, <laughs> well gay, true, yeah. First openly yes. gay.
1: That was canvassing for gay rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
3: uh, do declare. Now, <laughs>
2: one, one, one thing I would leave on the cutting room floor, uh, as well, is and every time I see it, I kind of go, That's just one of those scenes where I guess they ran out of time, or Robin Williams just didn't have it in the tank that day. But the scene where he's playing with the dinosaurs on the set of that tired program that he eventually takes over and it becomes the Mrs. Doubtfire show. Oh, yeah, and yeah. he's doing that. I'm Da-da-da-da. a raptor, I'm a raptor, rapid, rapid, rapid. Yeah, yeah. It's like. It's a dinner show. Yeah, it's really cheesy. It's like it's like it's just dad jokes. It's just kind of I mean, it works in the context of the movie yeah. in that the producer guy, the Lundy sees him and he's like, you know, I think that's pretty reasonable improv. But I think kids would love it, you know. <laughs> but I just think that 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 yeah, scene yeah, makes yeah. me cringe where <laughs> I don't think he's Robin Williams' kind of improv skills fail him in that scene now like and i kind of feel like i'm being very nitpicky because he does so many he has so many great lines and so he does so much like he, yeah. he makes the movie but that one scene just kind of falls a little bit flat for me
1: and it's probably because it's such a set up scene you know and it's just yeah him, yeah like there's no one to bounce off he's not reacting to anything it's like and it's such a pivotal Part of the plot, like, yeah. he, like he, it's a setup for a meeting with Lundy, which sets up the ultimate ending in Bridges, my favorite restaurant.
3: I've won. Can I do a reverse and can I take one off the oh. room floor? Oh, that we've just one dropped already and put cut. it back in. <laughs> no, it's so it was so I was looking at like the deleted scenes mm. and uh, I was checking that as one well. Yeah, the particular one that I would have liked to have seen in, and it was kind of the the grudging feud between doubtfire and the the old naggy neighbor gloria Did no i didn't scenes? see any of those yeah, yeah. so you, you know where so in the film i, I read i read about it that she was, she was she was cut ends, out what we see is yeah
2: at the at the start she she rings she rings sally field
3: yeah that's yeah that and that's kind of pretty much all we see but the scene where doubtfire pulls off the the beamer sign on on uh, Pierce Brosnan's yeah. car. Yeah. What's Pierce Brosnan's <coughs> character's name? Stu. I'm just. I. His Pierce that, That's off
1: my Mercedes. Stu. I'm Stu, and I Stew. drive a Mercedes. <laughs> well. So,
3: um, the the part before, just before that scene was cut, the, the, the from the same scene, and it's basically, uh, Gloria has has a, she's kind of out doing her garden, her little garden on her step, and she has all these flowers. And Mrs. Stoutwire comes down and, and is admiring them all. But but then also giving little digs of like, Oh, the stems are very saggy on this side. <laughs> and she said she tells her that she tells Gloria that she used to be a botanist for a duke. <laughs> and then she says, I ha you know, I have I have age old family secrets that I can I, I can't share them with you, you know. They'll save your plants. And Gloria begs her for them. And she goes, okay. Well, this is this is what you need to spray on your flowers every day, and it's a it's like a tea a cold tea mixed with cold coffee, (laughs) and then the end of it is dog piss, dog urine, and your one is like your one is like dog urine, and she's (laughs) like, I'm telling you, they'll they'll grow (laughs) really big and strong. And then it just goes, it goes to the next scene and she's just, she has this big spray can and it's just full of dog pics. <laughs> and she's spraying all her flowers. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: i got to check that out. Yeah. But I think, like,
1: I, the
3: film, the film was about two hours long, was it? It was it was probably a bit too long, but I, I just, I liked that. Um, yeah, it was funny. I liked that, bit of that grudge match between, you know, because I think that one was that grudge between the neighbor and um, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire—that was really justified because she was a real busybody. Yeah. And in one of the other deleted scenes, she approaches Mrs. Doubtfire and she's like, "You know, he, her. I'm so worried about her. Like her ex-husband is—he was an animal. I used to hear her. I used to hear him shouting and doing all these voices. He—he he had a personality disorder. And then Mrs. Doubtfire goes, <laughs> says something like." No, he didn't. Shut up! I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blowing his cover. <laughs> 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 it's like a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> good,
1: brilliant. Yeah. But
3: she also said she also says that oh oh he used to beat his wife and he had an affair and stuff like that. So she's kind of she's she was spreading these lies and we don't see it in the final cut. Yeah. But that 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 was a. Com- Completely justified feud. I feel, them. I feel, so, yeah. I feel and sorry for that actor. told her to put piss on her flowers.
2: She had. Right. A, she was probably saying to her friends, "Oh, I'm in this. I'm in a Robin Williams movie. I've like loads of scenes with him. Like yeah, throughout the yeah. whole movie, we've got this <laughs> ongoing feud. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. And then she shows up, and she just got one scene where she rings to say that there's like a big yeah. party going on. Although she is, she's the Star Wars gunner of uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Without her, the movie doesn't happen. Because... Yeah, without her first call. Because if the party had just gone on and then he'd cleaned up and Miranda had come home and everything was fine, but she comes home and she's like, there's horses everywhere, or ponies, and you're doing some really dated uh, dancing. They're dancing on the tables. And I love love that. They have that trope where they pull out the 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 speaker and the music stops and then everything stops once Ooh. the music's over yeah, the whole yeah. party just stops
3: like at that at that party i remember thinking like it was the 12 year old's party but when it went in it was like a frat party but with little yeah. people like it yeah. it was bizarre there was lots of it was really like anim- young animal kids house there. but
1: with
2: kindergarten cop yeah. it was like 8 year olds and 5 year olds yeah. and Ten-year-olds. It was like two-year-olds, yeah.
3: just babies, and yeah. where did they get all those kids? And he's the
2: only adult yeah. there. Like you know, there's no no one brought their kids, and then
1: I know Sally Field gets a bit of stick for coming across as a bitch in the movie, but um, he is a bit of an idiot. His I character, think... like some of the stuff that he does, yeah. like
2: it's it's the straw that broke the camel's back for her at, at at that stage. Like you know,
3: would you not be like that, Trev? Would you would you wreck the gaff with Dylan, and then would we'll I'm too much of a neat freak. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, me too yeah uh, for the star wars gunner i actually have somebody else i have the judge now i know the judge oh. is in two scenes and he's a bit of dialogue yeah. so maybe i'm breaking the rules but i know where you're going with the neighbor but i feel that she's it is the straw that breaks the back the back's gonna break anyway yeah. where the judge sets up this he sets up the, the scenario he said you've got 90 days to get a job yeah to get your life in order, to get these kids. So he, he creates the whole yeah. plot.
2: And then he has that line where he says, and don't dress up as an old Scottish woman and pretend to be one and become <laughs> the housekeeper and have the kids yeah. fall in
1: love with you and then get your own show and <laughs> eventually get to see your kids.
2: <laughs> and then he bangs his gavel, yeah, yeah. which judges don't have.
1: Yeah. And if you do do all that, for the for the second hearing, don't fire your attorney and defend yourself because that's what morons do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, I'll get to that later. But like, there's a few things Daniel does that annoys me in the movie. Like he sets himself up for failure here. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Favorite quotes I've got. I just like it, it's so hard. Like there's so many. The overarching kind of theme with all these quotes though is it, it's one of those movies where like Williams's character says these really great one-liners to kids and like a lot of these jokes it's for the adult's benefit but and the kid won't understand what the joke is about yeah the, the yeah. one joke that stuck out when i was re-watching it was when he's leaving the house and the little girl maddie is saying who's going to read to me and he's saying oh your, you know your granny will read to you. And, you and she's like oh but she smells and Williams' yeah. character says oh that's the formaldehyde honey <laughs> yeah. that's why granny is so well preserved and i always laugh <laughs> at that joke, but i i went and googled formaldehyde after because i didn't quite know specifically what it was yeah but yeah it's a it's an agent that helps preserve dead bodies and i just didn't know that (laughs) but but it's such a highbrow joke for a fucking (laughs) six-year-old it's such a weird thing to say to a six-year-old but it's a brilliant joke and it's full of and then the other big laugh when i was because a lot of the jokes you've just you've heard them so much and you're not numb to them you're enjoying them but then you start laughing at the ones that you forget about when Miranda comes to pick up the kids and she comes in and she's wearing like the the long cardigan and he he says he he looks at her outfit and he's like, "I love this dances with Wolves motif what's your Indian name shops with a fist it's <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> yes. such a great line <laughs> shops with a fist i do i do. <laughs> i like the
2: i like the um when she's talking about winston her his, oh yeah his idea of foreplay was brace yourself." <laughs> <laughs> but he's got, yeah, and, then yeah. she, and then she, and then she goes, brace yourself. And then she goes, how, how how did he die? And she goes, it was the drink that killed him, dear. She goes, really? He was an alcoholic. No, he was run over by a Guinness <laughs> truck. <laughs> so it literally, was the drink that <laughs> yeah, killed yeah. him. Like that's such a funny line. Yeah, that that I remember. Yeah, that was one of the biggest laughs in the cinema when I saw it, and I think it was. Oh yeah. Because it's a great joke, but also because she mentions Guinness, and you know, there's a lot of Late Late Show yeah. Uh, yeah. viewers in the in the audience that night. I think who were like, "Oh, Guinness,
1: that's from Ireland!"
2: Woohoo! We know that <laughs> Mrs. Downfire must know about Ireland.
1: <laughs> when they're in the restaurant, there's some brilliant lines as well. Like when they're going into the restaurant, and she's trying to get away so she can play dress up and turn into Daniel. He's like, "Oh, I have to take my medicine." And Sally Field is like, but there's some water at the table. They can't be taken orally, dear. <laughs> it's just really good, like constant, <laughs> con- constant, really good quips. And then... <laughs> yeah, they like thinking that his feet. It's a great yeah. line. Yeah. When the teeth falls out into the glass and they're they're, <laughs> doing, they're doing the pincer mo- motion with the yeah. to get the to get the teeth yeah. out... And I never noticed. I never. Heard, I never noticed her saying it, but she says "carpe dentum," seize the teeth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah.
3: It's a very, uh, It's a very quotable movie, isn't it?
1: Oh, there's so much. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think of other. Oh yeah, w- w- when they're in the swimming pool, um, and she comes in and, and Stu gets out of the water, and she just says to him, "Oh, you must be freezing by the look at you," <laughs> and she looks down at his crotch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, such yeah. subtle little jokes that you just yeah. don't. Yeah.
3: And uh, and the ki- and the kids laugh then, and they don't re- they, like his kids are in on it at that point. Yeah, they kind of give a little grin. Yeah, but I don't understand in in it is like the kids are so, I suppose they're innocent enough, but they're they're really up for hanging out with Stuart, and they're all friendly. Yeah, I think
1: they they got over it, the whole made, divorce pretty. It quickly. made me a
3: bit sad. Yeah, it made me yeah. a bit sad that once they knew that it was their dad, like I don't know. They sh- I feel like they should have been. Not hanging out of your man at yeah. the pool because it was just yeah. that that was a really sad um scene, you know, actually, yeah, it was lifted up point. again by the comedy and stuff. But
2: I think that was that was I think hard Pierce line. Brosnan had an improvised line in that scene because <laughs> I think I've I think I've noticed it before, but this time around, I was like, what a weird thing to say where he goes, um, he's like, he says, uh, won't you be joining us, Mrs. Doubtfire? And she's like, Oh no dear, there's enough flesh on display it'd like be a beached whale and is all this line And then he goes yeah. and he goes, All right and he goes, Okay kids, swim time. <laughs> like nobody says that.
1: Nobody goes <laughs> yeah. swim time. Yeah. It's like yeah. let's go for okay, a swim kids. swim time. Swim time. Swim time. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a it's like a it's like a it's it's a uh, Pacino esque, it's like Pacino Uncle <laughs> Onco- have- heat era. You know, Swim time. Oh, that, that'd be the, that'd <laughs> yeah, be, that'd yeah. be the
2: recasting. Yeah. Swim time. What can I say? Yeah. The guy's a loser. <laughs> yeah. The
1: guy's i a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm crazy yeah, about yeah. her. Especially that little That's... Maddie.
2: She's a great girl. Great kid. <laughs> oh, ah. what can I say? I'm not getting any older. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get a younger. I'm getting very old. <laughs> I'm going to settle down.
1: The guy that he's talking to, the guy, the guy that uh, Pacino or Brosnan is talking to at the swim at the pool, he's such a like the older guy who's like just saying, <laughs> "Hey, who are the Hey, who are the Rugrats?" He, he's <laughs> yeah, such a like yeah. it's like Billy Wilder wrote the lines for that <laughs> one character. It's like real fifties dialogue. Yeah. He's like, "Wait, hang on a minute." He's like, all he's missing is a stogie in his mouth. You? You're Sto- the, guy the guy who guy hates kids. Never gonna have, you, you despise kid. kids. You- <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You, yeah, you won't even marry a woman who's got kids. <laughs> yeah, you won't like, even date a woman no, who no, has no. kids. But yeah, it,
2: that's, that's your character. <laughs> Unless you're going to tell me any different right now, <laughs> Mr. Stu. <Yeah>. Are you?
1: <laughs> the other, the other um, quote that I have, which just really made me laugh watching it the other night, was when Mrs. Doubtfire and Stu are at the restaurant and they're just talking one-on-one. And he starts telling him about all the power tools that Miranda has under the bed, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, the, and yeah. the little line he has before he like he's talking about all the sex toys she has, and then before he drinks his wine, he says, <laughs> "I'm surprised she I'm surprised she hasn't chipped her teeth." <laughs> it's, like, oh, it's such a great line. <laughs> it just it just paints this picture of Sally Field with a power drill in her mouth on her own in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah,
2: like, like <laughs> but like, what would she be yeah. doing with some kind of like? like for me, that was very confusing when I first heard it because I wasn't that au fait with sex toys. I don't think i have had sex by by that time. Yeah, I was only like fifteen. Obviously not. Um, but yeah. yeah, I'm surprised she hasn't shipped a do. Is she putting a like a dildo in her mouth? Or,
1: <laughs> it's like it's so weird. And is it a, and is it a, is it a metal dildo? Yeah, yeah. Is it made of steel? <laughs> you know, uh, any plot holes? Is something that we don't understand. The the only thing I have is well, there's a few things actually. There's a few things. But the main thing I have is, like, first of all, is this the is this the best way for him to see his kids? And also, <laughs> if it is, what's his end game? What's his exit strategy? I see no strategy. <laughs> like, he's just he's getting deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole with no yeah, way the- out. Like, he never tells the audience yeah. like what the plan is. What, like, yeah, that that lost me that bit.
2: I think there's supposed to be a kind of a...
3: It's keep it's keeping a, sneak, a sneaky eye on him.
2: Yeah, like he he wants to see them every day, but he's not himself, so it doesn't make any sense. But also, I think there is a thing where he's like, you know, w- when he's talking to Miranda as Mrs. Doubtfire about Daniel and going, oh, he can't be all that bad. And he's kind of learning about, you know, it's like he's listening to her for the first time because she's being very, very honest. And yeah. then he's like saying, you know, and yeah. how...
1: That was a nice scene.
2: Yeah. So I thought it was like, it could have been like Mrs. Doubtfire is trying to convince her to get back with Daniel. Um yeah. But he that's only in a couple of scenes. And it, yeah, it really doesn't. I think once Stu comes into the picture and then Mrs. Doubtfire is just, you know, once once the father of your children is out of the picture... No sex, you know basically, and and <laughs> yeah. and then, Total uh, yeah. celibacy. and then he's like his his efforts are focused on getting rid of stew and kind of ruining that relationship to the point where he tries to kill him by pouring the thing he is allergic to onto his food, and that's a dodgy thing, I mean he does say it, he says, yeah. "Oh my God, I've killed the bastard, yeah. but he does try to kill him. Like that would he would have gone into he's
3: Does does he know he's yeah, he because yeah. he goes
2: No no pepper on mine, I'm allergic. I can't remember that. And then he's like
1: Hatchum yeah, yes, No pepper. No, yes. I'm a <laughs> <"Hot jambalaya." laughs> That line gave me a good laugh though, because he's so he's obviously drunk. <laughs> and he's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. It's such a funny exit line as he's walking out of the scene. Hat <laughs> <"Hot jambalaya." laughs> I had another thing I had that confused me was the wages that she was on. Like, $300 a week. I, I, I went on to an inflation in, uh, calculator. That's €550 euro in today's money, right? A week. For three hours work. A day.
3: Like, I dress up I dress up as anything. <laughs> oh, to do that job.
1: absolutely. Yeah. I have. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, that that kind of got me. The other thing was, she's meant to be a 60-year-old woman. The judge, the judge at the end says, and you, you did all this by pretending to be a 60-year-old woman. Like that's not what a sixty-year-old woman looks like. Like, I—I I, I know she's hard to age check, yeah. but what is she? she's about seventy-five, eighty? Like
2: my mum is in her late sixties, and she doesn't look anything like Ms. Mrs. Dowfire. Looks like an eighty-seven-year-old
1: woman. Yeah, a very fit eighty-seven-year-old. Yeah, woman. yeah.
2: Because she plays soccer, football.
3: Um, I my one was the the fact that I I mentioned it already. Just that the children didn't really it's yeah. Like they didn't think of his feelings when they were yeah. around, when they knew that their dad was Mrs. Dauphyr and they didn't I don't know, they didn't show enough compassion for me, you know? If I if if I if I was, if I was them and I found out that my that the that it was my dad dressed up as Mrs. Daufir, I'd be like, Yeah, fuck that guy, Stuart yes, yeah, fuck you, Stuart. I'm not gonna yeah. fucking swim with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'd give a bit of, I'd give. 'em I'd give him a bit of guff knowing that let my dad know that I'm not yeah. going. No, not your dad's watching you. Swimming so easily yeah. with the yeah, very handsome yeah. man yeah. that's trying to sleep with my mother. Yeah,
1: you
2: know? yeah. I never really, I never really yeah. thought about that. Dre, until you, you said it there that they do. Yeah, and mm. especially, I, d- I don't know whether it's because the, the older kids. I mean, I suppose they know by this stage that th- they know when they go. Oh yeah, when they go to the swimming pool, that they, they know. But like little, little Maddie is like, is that her name? um you have to mrs daffari you have to yeah, she's like <laughs> i love my new sexy still hairy but much sexier daddy who's from london apparently and she's like yeah she's like all in for this new daddy <laughs> the,
1: other, the other thing i have is why does it why does <laughs> a single man um have a full cream cake in his fridge like what's 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 that about so he can um, put his face in it his like, face so he can put his face in it just in case brought, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A social worker comes to <laughs> yeah um, like I believe the guacamole more than the than the than the cake face um, yeah, but then I get yeah. that the guacamole probably made him look like a monster yeah that's and, and then it's just it's just Daniel himself like and again I'll get to it but a few things that he did that just like didn't really sing true to me like he's He's a voice actor, and he lives in San Francisco. Like, like first of all, it's not exactly a, a hot spot for 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 acting or or uh, voice acting.
2: Yeah, it's not L.A. or New York. And he right. wants to
1: support a family. Yeah, he gets fired. He, he gets fired from all his jobs. He, he does the birthday party thing when he's not meant to do it. <laughs> like
3: he, he, Oh, that sorry. That was another pothole. He gets fired from his jobs. Where does he? get the money to pay for all those animals now i thought maybe they were like from films and like he pulled a few favors or something
2: no no it's like he he rents a whole zoo yeah it's it's like a rent a zoo rent a petting zoo that you ring it and they come to your yeah they come to your house but why would they go yeah he's like i want to rent a petting zoo he's like all right where do you live oh i live in this like house in the suburbs have you got like a back garden? No, no, no. We're just going to let them in the house.
3: On a, a big hill. I mean,
2: for the safety of the animals, they wouldn't. They yeah. wouldn't allow that. They'd be like, no, uh, we can't do that because our animals. <laughs> we don't want our animals running around, knocking over glass and then cutting their hooves or their, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It made no sense. And also, no, no one was petting the animals. They were just running around like lunatics
1: yeah yeah it wasn't like it's like a, it's a petting zoo but it's being used for uh, a, a little mini child rave <laughs> it's a funny yeah, use of a, of a petting zoo <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. yeah i'm gonna have a few raves. kids over we're gonna dance to some jump around yeah yeah uh, a bit yeah. of notorious uh yeah. <laughs> yeah what do you need yeah a few ponies a few shetlands uh <laughs> yeah few ducks. Um, jump yeah I I do. I did realize that there's a section that we should probably have called the I'm calling it the eagle eye section for just things that you cop when you've watched the film for the umpteenth time. And the one thing that I noticed at the end of this film is when Mrs. Doubtfire is talking uh, on her TV show and she's saying about and tune in next week when we will have Frank on the show, who's a makeup artist. That's the first, it's the first time it twigged that he was talking about his brother, Frank, who's going to come on and oh. talk about makeup. And I'm like, oh, what a nice guy. He's getting his brother on the show and he's going yeah. to promote his brother's business. Shows how nice of a guy Daniel is. I never, so that's I never something took, that I spotted for the first time watching it this time. I never took that at all. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it just, it's such a little vague mm. reference. As a kid, obviously, I noticed, obviously, after a couple of watches as a kid, that the, that the guy that visits him, the postman, is the guy who used to be the dinosaur guy. As a kid, I, I didn't notice it the oh, first yeah, time. Yeah. It took me a few a few watches to, to notice uh, that.
2: Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire, I've got
1: a letter for you. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
2: He died straight after filming that scene.
1: <laughs> if they're remaking it today, who, who would be Mrs. Doubtfire? Mm, who's the big comedy star? Will Ferrell? That's what I have as well, yeah. It's the obvious one, but it's the only one, kind of. Because you're also you have to think of an improv star as well, somebody who can yeah. who can be loose and bring the same energy that that Williams brought, with, with probably a, a very sparse script. You know, yeah. the, the amount that Williams added to the script, so it has to be somebody of that ilk.
2: I mean, yeah. I think they've kind of remade it with Martin Lawrence and Big Mama's House, but <laughs> I don't yeah, yeah, I don't know if he could. Yeah, who would be?
3: John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you say? John Travolta. Did you ever, did you ever see John Travolta in hairspray? In hairspray, he plays, yeah. Tracy yeah. Turnblad's
1: yeah. mother. Yeah. And hey, Christopher Walken fell for it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, you look You look so good. Two, my, two mice, Frank. Two mice fell into a vat.
2: <laughs> no, I am not your husband. I am Mrs. Doubtfire. I am
1: an old lady. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah.
3: You know there is there is a script for Mrs. Doubtfire too.
1: Oh, there is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it was going to be done when it was in the two thousands when Williams was a bit older, and they're really apparently like they're well they always say that they're excited to make it, but
3: it was Chris Chris Columbus was in was um, in talks with Robin Williams about it, and and he I think he was on board. He just kind of wanted, I suppose, the script to be as he'd like it, mm. and then.
2: I, I don't yeah, I, I don't so. think we missed I don't think we missed anything
1: there. I don't, know, I
2: don't think that would have been any good.
1: No, no I think w- w- Williams hit his stride in like from late 80s to kind of mid 90s yeah. um up to like Goodwill Hunting um that was that was him at his stride for that kind of a movie.
3: What film will Robin Williams be most remembered for? Is it this one?
1: I think Mrs Doubtfire. I think if, you, if like on the RTÉ news um, if there are like well that's a weird segment to have <laughs> now, yeah, i know it's for like
2: like goodwill hunting he won he won the oscar for that yeah. aladdin probably like yeah, a La- to like mentioned. to a lot of people oh like, yeah. aladdin is a great uh example of you know his uh, probably the best example of his improv skills apart from
1: that i don't know yeah, it was. good morning yeah, I think good
2: morning vietnam maybe that's kind of more comedy drama where the drama doesn't really but work it, as but well it's
1: always going to be like if you're doing a reel if it's reeling in the years and they're, they're covering like robin williams in 10 seconds it's 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 aladdin it's a bit of mrs doubtfire and it's him holding up the oscar for goodwill hunting that's that's yeah. him in a nutshell May, maybe <laughs> yeah. more and i know there's so much more to him than that but it's not your fault it's not it's not your fault,
2: fault. yeah the, the fisher it, king is yeah. another one as well i did i think did he's, cry during I think that he's great in the fisher king
1: yeah, yeah, it's a sad kind of movie. Yeah, he's very good in the Fisher King. Well, he was not. He was nominated for an Oscar for that, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Okay, ha, has the movie entered anything into the lexicon? Any pop culture? Any influences?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the, the scene where his tits catch on fire is, you know, I think I think everybody knows that scene, even if you haven't seen the movie. Everybody knows that scene. I don't know if it's been parodied. Yeah things it probably has but like that's just yeah yeah the most recognizable and kind of you know hello dear you know that you know
1: yeah i think mrs delfar as a concept like maybe that's maybe that's the thing that's that's in the that's in the lexicon you know yeah. it's it's like true osmosis you'll just know the plot of that movie even if you've never yeah. seen it because it's it's talked about it's referenced so much and and even if you were to get somebody of our age and sit sit them down and put that in front of them and if they'd never seen it, they'd remember so mm. much of it from clips and things from YouTube and references and all that kind of stuff. So I just think that the energy and the vibe and, and the plot of the film is kind of in the lexicon. It's not a specific thing like Great Scott from Back to the Future or an actual yeah, line. Yeah. I think it's just the whole thing, isn't it? Product placement. Um, I couldn't really spot much. Just like Stew drives a Mercedes, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, and the restaurant Bridges is an actual restaurant, yeah. and it it did wonders for business. Obviously, but other than that, um, I don't know. Did you guys see anything?
2: No, no not. Yeah,
3: and if if there was, it was you didn't notice it because the film was so damn good. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> think
2: there really is any product placement. I mean, it's a good okay. it's a good advertisement for San Francisco. It makes San Francisco look great. Because I remember see, seeing the cinema and seeing those kind of, you know, those high hills and the houses on this kind of like slant. Mm. And I, I remember going, that's cool. I'd never really seen anything like that before. That's cool. I like it. I want to go there. I want to go to there.
1: Okay. IMDb movie quiz. Okay. Question number one. What is the film based on? An easy one to start off with. A book. A book. A book. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's based on a book. That's first point. Uh, Andre is first one off the mark.
3: Alias Mrs. Doubtfire. Alias
1: Mrs. or Madame Doubtfire. Yeah. Um, get, it,
3: yeah, you're right actually.
1: It was a children's book by Anne Fine and she actually had a bit of a voice in the whole um, pre-production and she was very strongly pushing for a specific actor to play the role of Mrs. Doubtfire. Extra points for anyone who knows who. Tom Hanks.
3: Yeah, um, oh, your man from Home Improvement.
1: No. Oh, fuck. But he was, he was, a, he was considered, he was strongly, <laughs> Warren Beatty. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, Warren because he's a ladies' yeah. man.
3: Was he not too old?
1: He was a ladies' oh, man, so fun. they thought no, no, it'd be hysterical to see him dress up and pretend to be a no, woman he, he, after being yeah, such he, a woman. He wasn't fan.
2: too old in 1993, Dre. No, he was still, that was around the time he met Dick Tracy and, and, and whatnot. I mean, yeah, he was probably... Yeah, yeah. Old, yeah, but did. not like he was in his like forties, I suppose. Yeah, but not yeah, not like yeah. old old.
3: Weird are pictures of him here from ninety three. Weird, but
1: yeah, no, you're right, He's Andrea. Andrea
2: has old. definitely read the yeah. IMDb trivia because, like, Tim yeah. Allen. I was like, <laughs> yeah, because I know that. I know that as well. Like, the,
1: t- the quit. Yeah, I know. Look, I haven't read it. Yeah, Tim Allen. I just know it. I see Andrea. Andrea's making up for lost ground here. She's doing her. She's doing her homework on the IMDb stuff. She wants to win this <laughs> quiz. Although you won the last one, actually.
3: I won it, yeah, by, by default, yeah. by getting the, the, the last question,
1: right? <laughs> the for nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. all about. Elf okay, next goal wins, okay? Um, Blake Lively, you probably know, you've probably seen this, Blake Lively was considered for the role of uh, Natalie, little Natalie. Mm. But yeah. But she, she fecked up on our last audition. She, got to, she was such a fan of Robin Williams, she just completely folded when she had to do the reading with him. Tim Allen was offered the role of both Mrs. Doubtfire, and when he turned that down, they countered with... Sue. Stu. they they just wanted him in the yeah. film and apparently the original pitch for the movie came from a pitch for an episode or a movie of Home Improvement do you see this Dre so the yeah. story was Tim and Jill get divorced and she takes the kids off Tim and he's forced to dress up as a 60 year old nanny to spend time with the kids Like it's such oh, a weird oh, concept oh, for a oh, Home Improvement oh, oh. movie but in that version, <laughs> Tim, yeah.
3: Tim, uh, the reason why the kids get taken off him is because he gets arrested for drug drug charges.
1: <laughs> really? Was that? Yeah. I, don't know. Yeah,
3: yeah. I know that was that was actually just his yeah. real life. Oh he, his, he, oh, he was a cocaine. He was fiend, in wasn't he? prison. He he went to prison for a few years and then he started acting. Is that right? We all
2: have pasts, right? We all have pasts. For... <laughs> he yeah. he's delighted us for so many years with Home Improvement, and then he went on to make. Yeah. But that, that, see, that was a clever move because he was like.
1: I don't think that's going to work. And if it doesn't work in the cinema, it'll break me and it'll end yeah. the show. And, <laughs> and and yeah, it, and it'll
2: end whatever potential movie career I have coming off of the show. So he waited and yeah. then he made the Santa Claus and that was a big hit. And he made like three of those. So. Yeah. And then he became yeah. Space Boy in Toy Story.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. i tell you, man. Or Galaxy yeah. Quest and Earth Space Boy. Um Bill Murray and Rick Moranis were also uh, considered. Uh, look, it's, it's just yeah. every 80, every eighties, nineties star. Um, Rick Moranis was probably he was kind of turning down his career at that point. Yeah. He was kind of winding down a bit in the early nineties. And uh, Murray, yeah, Murray would have been a good choice. Rick Moranis, I don't know. See, Rick
2: Moranis is too is too small, and he, like he's small and he wears glasses. So, yeah, him playing a little old lady would have been just it's it's Quite Rick Moranis in a wig. <laughs>
1: Which of his kids got expelled from school in real life? So, which of Williams's characters' kids got the expelled? The oldest girl. Oh, Andre's Dre's right IMDb. You're on a streak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My only reference point I, is IMDb. Yeah.
3: I watched. No, I watched loads of interviews. This was actually in one of those like round table uh, art uh, actors reunite oh. thing. Oh yeah. And it was recorded a few hmm. years ago. And for the for
1: the, the 25 or the 20th anniversary or something, was it? Something like yeah, that, okay.
3: yeah. Um, but she... What's her name again?
1: Uh, Lisa Jacob.
3: Lisa Jacob, yes. So she was Canadian. Mm. And the rule with ch- child actors was that you went to school for... When you were on set, you had a tutor and you went to school for three hours a day. Yeah. And your homework was sent back to your school to be corrected and so that your grades... And she was in high school. Mm. And... Um, her high school were just really frustrated with the, this process, and they sent her a letter just saying, "When you're finished this film, just please don't return." Mm. <laughs> so she got really upset. Basically, they were saying, "You're you're expelled," and so Robin Williams took it upon himself to write this really heartfelt letter saying, "Like you know, this this young lady is a very talented actress, and she's really trying to work the balance between working and acting, and please just show her a bit of leeway and." And 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 she'll make it up to you, and the school got that letter, <laughs> framed it, put it in the principal's office, and still yeah. expelled.
1: What? The <laughs> one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, What, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what assholes? Yeah. Like fuckers? Absolutely not. But we do love him in that Aladdin film, don't we? Oh, put it up on the wall there. Oh, Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're still not,
2: not going to let her back for a sec. For a yeah. second day, I thought you were going to say. So Robin Williams took it upon himself to disguise himself as an old lady who was a professor (laughs)
1: from Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On that note, uh, from IMDb... um, Herney Williams used to dress up as Mrs. Doubtfire uh, like when you, uh, like to practice for the mm. character and he would just go about his day in San Francisco dressed as Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. and he'd try and see what he'd get away mm. with. At one point he went in and he bought like, a load of dildos and sex tapes out of a CD sex store uh, dressed as Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> just for the crack. Just because he could. Do you, you have
2: lust, lusty lesbians for, dear? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. That,
3: that, I, I love that he did that. Like that just that's fantastic. gave him so much freedom because, like, he was super, super, super famous at that point. Yeah. He just True. went out, and it took like between three and a half to four and a half hours to put all the makeup on. So I think, like, at the if he was finished a shoot, or if he was on a break, yeah, what's the mm-hmm. point of just sitting yeah, there, dressed up in nowhere like, to go? Why not have a wonder <laughs> yeah all dressed up and nowhere to go yeah
1: okay so who from the production team makes a cameo chris columbus yeah i don't know
2: Do i don't know, know where? where i just where? imagine i always guess the director
1: it's in one of the montages where one of those scenes where he walks into the toilet as one either as, as mrs doubtfire and he walks out as daniel and as he's walking out or maybe it's vice versa. and as he's walking out he walks past chris columbus who we saw on the way in and he kind of does a double take oh that's chris columbus that's Chris Columbus, yeah, 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 yeah. Is he the best kids director of the eighties and nineties? Like, look at him on IMDb. Like, he wrote Gremlins. Okay, he didn't direct it, but he wrote it. And then he goes on to direct Adventures in Babysitting, Home Alone, Mrs. Doubtfire, and then Harry Potter. Yeah. I think he's the contender for the best he's kids director. Harry yeah, he did. yeah, the first three. Yeah, first or two. Up until like, first Alfonso Cuarón. First Curon. two. Yeah. Was it two. He did the first two, and okay, then I he, thought it was true, but yeah, 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 didn't know that. But then it, it is funny because when Alfonso Cuaron um, and Home Alone two, yeah, yeah, and Home Alone two, yeah, but when uh, Alfonso Cuaron uh, is is Cuaron or whatever his name is, when he took over and did The Prisoner of Azkaban or whatever whatever the title is. I remember going to see that in the, in the cinema and I didn't know that Chris Columbus had not directed this. And I, I was going on about how, God, he's done a really good job with that movie. Fair <laughs> play to him. He's really elevated his status as a director. Yeah, yeah. And, then, uh, and then I was looking up and I was like, oh, no, okay, it was somebody else. And then that guy goes on to like making Children of Men and Gravity and all these other films. Like, you know, Chris Columbus has really stepped up his game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The actor playing the bartender in the pool scene where Stu is buying his drinks and talking to Mr. 1950s guy. He is credited as Dr. Toad but who was he?
2: (laughs) Dr. Toad
1: Is Dr. Toad a clue? No not really. His name was Robert Toad Williams. He was the half brother of Robin Williams. Robin just he he was in town and Robin was like hey you want to be in a movie? So uh, he got him in the scene and uh, apparently he got paid as well. I had to go off IMDb for that one Dre thankfully. I'm going to go deeper for next time (laughs) just so I can catch you out. This this is how deep I have to go. Why was it shot in San Francisco?
2: Because that's where Robin Williams lives. Oh, because Robin Williams was going through a divorce and he wanted to be close to his kids or something like that. Was
1: that it? No. Chris Columbus just, like, wanted to be somewhere else. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe he was going through a rough patch in his marriage.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, like, he... The film was going to be in Chicago, and then, he like with Home Alone and all the other stuff he'd yeah. done, he just wanted to get out of a big city and he wanted a different kind of feel for his next movie. And they 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 did a a recce on San Fran. They thought it was fantastic, and then he ended up living there for a couple of years. He just fell in love with the place. Oh, but yeah, cool. like imagine having the power as a director yeah. to like move a production to, sa- to yeah. somewhere that you just think is a nice place to live. But on speaking of divorces, Ed. Who was going through a Robin divorce? Robin Williams. The time? Sally Sal- field?
2: That's what I meant to say. Sally Field.
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah. She was going through a divorce from the film producer, uh, Alan Grisman, who produced Fletch and Bucket List. So that's what her ex husband did. Did
3: they have any kids? Was it like a stinging deep?
1: They had one kid, I believe. One kid. Yeah. One same.
2: sapling grew, grew which from is, her which field.
1: Is, which, is, which, is, which is 15% kid each, right? He- okay. I was going to say how many times Mr. DeForce say, Dear. Andrea already knows the answer to that. What version <laughs> What version of Mrs. Doubtfire was in the works in twenty fifteen? Uh
2: Mr mist- Mr
1: Doubtfire. What, what version of Mrs. Doubtfire? <laughs> Animated. No. N- Mrs. Doubtfire Two. No, a musical. And the Oh that, musical? that was made. Yes. Yeah. Mm. But it never really took off. Alan Menken uh wrote the music. And the lyrics by David Zapel. It
2: was a run by fruiting, a run by fruiting deer. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, got yeah. to
2: let me see my kids.
1: <laughs> yeah. My kids are like oxygen. Oxygen. I oxygen. can't breathe. Like I can't breathe like them. I really, them, really need to see them. <laughs> we're writing it yeah. right, we're rewriting it right now. You box them and ship them, box them and ship them, box them, ship them, box them and ship them every yeah. day. Box them and ship them, box them and ship them. Them every day. Sorry. That scene
2: would have been very different if they met it in 2015 because he's like actual film canisters being shipped out to LA or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, you compress the file, you attach it to the email, you, zip it. you put it in the zip, you yeah. we transfer it, and that's what you do. And then yeah, yeah. after you compress it. So, what, what do you do?
1: <laughs> what do you do after you compress it? Smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> you encrypt it and you we transfer it, smart ass. <laughs> yeah.
3: Send it to www.com
2: <laughs> Look it up on Google, wise ass.
1: So look, I think when Andrea's very hard fought battle there, intense studying, crown goes to Andrea Yay. for the IMDb yeah, movie fuck quiz. Fuck you, Ed. two, two nothing. Two
3: <laughs> Eat my dust. Actually,
2: the, actually, oh, that scene reminds dust. me of probably one of the worst lines in the whole movie. That never really worked for me where he goes to Mr. Lundy where, you know, he's saying uh, uh, he's making jokes about spot the dinosaur. He's like, which one wrong? They're, they're both extinct. Mm. And Lundy's like, huh, and goes, what idiot put this on? He goes, I did, uh, you know, Jimmy Lundy or whatever his fucking name is. And he goes, yeah. uh, Daniel, whatever, for, yeah. former employee. And then he has this line where he's turning before he leaves. He goes, uh, do you ever look at your life? Freeze yeah. frame it, look at it and think, this is not my life, and he turns and walks away, and it's just such a stupid line. It doesn't make any sense. And as he turns away, your man playing Lundy yeah. gives him a, gives a sort of a smirky kind of grin and, and a laugh. And I go, yeah. "What are you fucking laughing
1: at? That's that line makes no sense." Because <laughs> he's a solid '90s actor that will do what he's told. That's what Lundy yeah. is. He's the opposite to Williams. He's not. He's not a. He's not lightning. He's not thunder. He's just. Yeah. Solid Chris stock. Columbus is behind you the know.
2: camera saying, I moved this entire fucking production to San Francisco on a whim. You will act
1: as I <laughs> command. Yeah. They're looking for a judge in, in America 34th Street. I've, I've already put the little <laughs> yeah. girl forward for it. You know, I've already got Jimmy Bond over here. Did uh, you direct, if you want the did role. Did direct that? No, no, no. I don't know who directed America on 34th That's Street. That's a fucking bullshit um,
2: crazy movie that makes no sense at all.
1: The, the remake. It is crazy, crazy. It's funny. like a, a love letter as to capitalism. A, as a kid. It's a love letter to capitalism. The answer of the movie and the the love letter to Santa Claus is written on a dollar bill at the end of the movie. It kind of, as a kid, when I saw it, almost kind of like kicked my disbelief in Santa out into touch for another year. Mm. Because it kind of like gave me a a bit of a base of a rationale to like, well, a a court full of people uh, agreed that like, you know, (laughs) if you can blindly, if you can blindly love God, you can blindly love Santa. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. power of the movies. Power of the movies, Trev. All right, we've 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 had the discourse, we've had the chit chat and the chin wags, but should we lodge this movie in the cinemas, in the cinema stream? I can't even say the name of the show, the Cinema Stream Club Vault, and why? I I I'll give us some. I've got a couple of pros and cons here, and um, I'll keep I'll keep it succinct. The scene with Miranda and 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 Mrs. Doubtfire we talked about earlier on, they're drinking tea and they're talking about their marriage and you, you mentioned it, Ed, mm. like the strategy that Daniel has, dresses Doubtfire, is to kind of like turn Miranda towards loving Daniel again. But where they land is, they realise that the marriage is actually you know, irrevocable to quote Kramer versus Kramer. You mentioned the movie earlier on, like it's collapsed and they can't, they can't go back, but it's, it shows Jesus. It just shows how strong of an actor Williams is. He's, he's incredible. Like to, to to put that emotion in front of the screen through like three inches of latex. Mm. (laughs) It's uh it's incredible. Like, and then everything else that we talked about, we don't have to go over it again, but the, the bad, just a few little things. First of all, she's meant to be English. And why does she have a Scottish yeah, accent? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it, 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 and I and Williams well. Williams does that a bit. I remember he was doing a press tour for some for uh, I don't know what movie it was, and the Den were interviewing him, and they said, uh, "Oh, so you're you know you're really good at accents. or wondering if you could do an Irish accent." And I remember him turning to the camera saying, uh, "Okay, well I don't really have any Irish accents, but I, I'll." Um, I'll, I'll do a Scottish accent. It's close enough, and he just did a Scottish accent. And I remember being really offended as a kid. It's like just, just say no. Yeah. Just say you you can't do it. So well, no, I can't. I can't do that. Dustin and Socky. Dustin Socky and, yeah. and 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 Ray Ray oh. D. Yeah, um, oh, wow. I can't do that. But, I, but he wasn't on the den. it was on a, an interview that they oh, filmed really? and. Oh, came. I, yeah. wish,
2: I wish I could do that for you, kid. But oh no, I can't do that.
1: <laughs> but here's one that's close <laughs> yeah. enough to your accent oh hello, hello i'm scottish <laughs> yeah oui, yeah. and he kind of that accent that he does in the movie when is that is that the lucky charms guy when he's going I, I, i'm doing it i'm doing it i'm sitting on the gold mine. oh yeah when he, yeah when he's doing all the voices i'm, sit out, I'm sitting on the gold mine <laughs> I'm, no I, yeah
2: I what is that i is think that, that's like, a reference to the treasure of the sierra madre i think that's uh Ah, but I, okay. I don't know. I've actually never seen that movie, but I think that's what, maybe what it's a reference to. But yeah, it's, some of those bits where he's yeah. doing the voices, and he does like a really bad Sean Connery as well in that in that scene.
1: Yeah, and give it to me now, Marnie Pony. But money. yeah,
2: it's very bad. Oh,
3: it's, it's not, not that great. Bad. The Sean Connery, isn't but like that I'm bad. saying,
2: like 92 percent of the improv and the voices that he does in this movie are really good, and make the yeah. movie work. Like this is a completely mm. different movie without Robin Williams, and I, I mean it's probably maybe mildly amusing, but not rewatchable, and uh, something you, you can you can have on, you know, a Sunday afternoon or something, and have the whole kind of family watch it. And it doesn't have the heart, as you said, Dre, before it really without Robin Williams it lacks yeah. a lot of that cuz he brings so much yeah. heart to the movie like that that last scene where he's talking about you know and some 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 people have two fathers and some people live with their grandparents and sometimes they don't see each other for days or weeks or months or sometimes years at a time but as long as there's love dear yeah. like that whole scene yeah. as he's walking out with his kids and Miranda is listening to... Like, that is just a beautiful ending for the movie. It's it's, it's, it's heartwarming, lovely, yeah. but yeah. it's also realistic. They're not getting back together, but they've reached a kind of an understanding. Like, I think the, the when I saw it in the cinema for the first time, that like, that genuinely made me tear up. But I think it was with a girlfriend, so yeah. I was like, you know, Oh, no, I've just got...
1: Popcorn dust in my eyes. No, I'm not. <laughs> just got, just got skittles up. I'm not my nose. crying about emotions. <laughs> Fuck off. Now, on that right, <laughs> with Miranda though, what annoyed me about it, I remember at one point, not not anymore, but years ago when I watched it, what annoyed me was she she leaves him, and she should leave him because he he's a bit of a gobshite, but she leaves him, and, <laughs> and then <laughs> straight away <laughs> brings Stu into the picture. And then yeah. replaces him with, with this guy, and then basically gets a court order. Well, <laughs> pushes him towards the the, the 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 edge of madness, where he dresses up as a woman and <laughs> and, and lives with them as a living ma- or or works for or as a maid for a couple of years, a couple of months, and then all the crazy shit happens in the restaurant, and then she goes nuts. Yeah. Where she goes, you know, we're leaving, we're leaving, we have to leave yeah. the whole time, the whole time, the whole time. and she does all yeah. that stuff. <laughs> yeah. The all band. Band. And they go to court. Oh, it's a brilliant line. And she gets a court order put, up, put on top of him where he actually can't go near the kids. And it's all supervised <laughs> supervised, vision, supervised visits at yeah. all times. And then just when he makes it, just when he's starting to turn his life around, he's making a TV show as Mrs. Doubtfire that's about to get syndicated and go global. He's going to become the Paw Patrol of, of cross-dressing uh, children's, children's entertainments. <laughs> She just turns up and set and says, "Can you take the kids from 3 to 5?" It's like, what a <laughs> what, like what a selfish person. Like, you know,
3: Yeah, she I'm not biggest of. fan of her now in this film. It, it, it really fucking infuriated me watching it back the first time there because Yeah. When Stewart so when she when she's in work and she she gets the call saying, "Oh, Stewart wants to come and have a look at some of your sketches." and she creams her fucking <laughs> She pants does yeah yeah <laughs> of this ride from her past. And I think <laughs> I think that her I think that she completely overreacted to the party and it's it's really it, for me she blew things out of proportion because she wanted to justify the fact that she was actually thinking about somebody else. Yeah. I don't think that it was like Robin Williams a lot of it was down to mm his character i think it was and i don't know how much of the story was kosher or whatever but this it just doesn't
1: yeah it it doesn't go down well with me now the one thing about the party was when as a kid who you know and i I was a i was a young i was a young boy with a with a bit of an attraction um, for sweets and as a a kid i remember that scene and when she came home with a lovely cake Shaped as a football that the horse ate. Um, I remember oh, as yeah. a, I remember as a kid siding with her because I'd be like, "Well, I just prefer a cake from by, all by myself, I wouldn't have the shower with anybody. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want to have a party with horses and lots of kids. <laughs> I, I don't want no horses eating my cake." cake. <laughs> yeah, I don't want your horse given. Yeah, so I was on her, I was on that side of her um for that scene, but no, I hear you. I think yeah, she does she does her character doesn't come out well, and maybe they could have written that female part a bit better and not have
3: her be such a kind of... The big bad I I kind of
1: disagree a little
2: bit because, I mean, I... Yeah, there is that thing where it's like, oh, Stuart, you know Stuart thingy? uh, And she's like... Yeah, her eyes kind of light up and she's like... He he asked for you and she's all like, oh, giggly, giggly, giggly. But if she was happy at home, she wouldn't be looking at... thinking about other men. And I mean, she... Maybe overreacts to the to the party, but I think it is just like a long line of things where he's like they they go they make great pains to kind of say that he's an actor because he says you know mm-hmm. our relationships on hiatus or whatever let's break up for yeah. a while he goes <laughs> okay we'll just put our thing on hiatus which I I was laughing yeah. I was like well like yeah he's an actor but he doesn't he doesn't think everything he doesn't view everything through the prism of acting terminology. Like he knows what fucking divorce means and separation means yeah. like he's, he's very <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. childish, but yeah, it was, yeah it was funny that she's like, yeah. Ooh, Stuart. Ooh. And then, yeah, there's yeah. like no, no time between uh, them separating. And like, I think she has like one scene where she's like, I don't know. It's a, it's a little bit too soon, but she's basically like, Ask me tomorrow, and I'll say yes, <laughs> kind of thing. It's just nice to see Solly Field because I don't—I haven't seen Sally Field in, in. She doesn't make
1: many movies these days, but yeah. No, and I actually She's in
3: a great TV show that my mum is obsessed with.
1: The the children and mothers, or something, or wives and kids, or oh, what's it
3: called? The, oh, brothers, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters.
1: Yeah. I got every. I guess every other nephews, and, nephews and nieces, uncles and aunties Nephews and nieces. Yeah, yeah. yeah hamsters and gerbils (laughs) dogs and cats yeah and like she won all her like she'd kind of she'd already had her career almost like she she won like two oscars Mm. in the 80s um and then like yeah she she just she'd kind of been inserted into that kind of hall of fame and it's that classic thing that they do with these comedies like they bring in like a really solid strong actor or act Mm. you know to to, to lead the, the straight per, per, personality of yeah, the movie. Yeah. Um So she did. She did nail it in that mm. sense. So I, I, I feel like the needle is pointing towards. We put this in the vault. Do we agree? Is it? A, is it a stone cold ding, classic? Ding, ding. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes, dear. Okay. Done. So there we go. Another movie done. Another movie lodged into the Sinistream vault. If you enjoyed that, don't forget, like the podcast, share it, subscribe. If you're feeling particularly nice about it, give it a nice review. That would really help. If you want to watch Mrs. Doubtfire, it is available on Disney+. Plus. Next week, in anticipation of the sequel coming out on March 5th, we are going to watch Coming to America, and that's available on Amazon Prime if you want to play along. Talk to you then. Be safe, be nice, be good.